My son was at one time a very picky eater, not really in restaurants, but in terms of the food that I prepared for him. And he did not like peas. The other two kids and my husband and I all liked baby frozen peas, and I believed that they were a convenient and nutritious vegetable. But it was for me a minimum baseline to insist that my son eat three peas. Three individual peas. And if he ate those three peas, I left him alone about it. My minimum baseline as his mother was that he was offered vegetables at every dinner and that he ate some minimal amount. And I don't remember any other minimums off the top of my head, but I do vividly remember insisting that he eat three peas. And I know a dentist who encourages kids to floss one tooth. Would she prefer that the kids floss every tooth every day? Yes, obviously. But she thinks if you can get the kids to at least pull out the dental floss every day and floss one tooth, then maybe occasionally a couple other teeth will get a flossing and once in a while, maybe all of them. As opposed to most of her patients who almost never floss. Now I can hear my physician father's voice in my head and he would, I know, really push back at this with all the possible exceptions, the life-threatening exceptions. And if you start a course of antibiotics or any other prescription medicine, it is, of course, essential you take them exactly as prescribed or speak with your physician. No argument. And just a reminder, you don't get medical information here from me. But I stand by it. Three frozen baby peas. That's better than nothing. Hello, veg heads and veg your besties. Welcome back to Veg Your Best the plant-based podcast. My name's Michelle Olander. I'm a certified life coach, a practicing vegan, and I'm here again, like every week, to encourage you to eat more plants and set an impossible goal, whatever that is for you, even if it's getting your child to eat three frozen baby peas. Episode 41, where it's all about the minimum baseline. And if you are veg your bestologists and have been paying scrupulous attention since day one, you may actually perceive that my voice is not quite back to normal and I'm still experiencing the miracle of the immune response. Scratchy nose, inflamed throat, mucus, itchy eyes, coughing. Thank you, body. Thanks for making me moderately miserable in an attempt to make this body of mine inhospitable to the common rhinovirus. 
Now, this cold started right when I was starting to experience a lot of improvement in my shoulder pain, which I have complained about a little here on the podcast. And just so you know, coaches have complaints too. Because, and that's because I have a human brain that says unhelpful things like, this cold should be over by now. Why am I sick right now? Just before my daughter's wedding? Are you kidding? I don't have time for this. When clearly... I actually do have time for it, turns out. And there is always time to get sick. But today we're going to talk about an idea that I have touched upon here in earlier podcasts, the minimum baseline. Minimum baseline is a concept that is particularly relevant when you are having one of those weeks or two of those weeks when you are trying to learn something new or accomplish something new, trying to get a new habit under your belt or change an old habit, or when you're just not feeling 100% and that idea of going back to bed keeps flashing into your mind as a perfectly reasonable option. Minimum baseline. It is, in effect, the least amount of something that you can do and still stay in some basic integrity with yourself. Now, for example, one of the things that comes up for me is I consider being exactly on time to be slightly late. And the expression is 10 minutes early is five minutes late. Some of you know exactly what I'm saying, and others of you clearly have no idea what I'm saying. I know that now. The world is not all like me. I like to be early for appointments, for flights, for Zoom calls. Someone else might think, you know, I can be up to 20 minutes late for a social engagement. That's perfectly fine. And five minutes late for work is no big deal. Ten minutes, a problem. Five minutes, no. Because that is their minimum baseline. Some people will not leave the house without having brushed their teeth. Some people have a minimum baseline that they can wear house shoes or slippers as far as the mailbox, but driving a car in slippers, even if no one else sees, is unacceptable. Now, here are some of mine. I always use my blinkers in the car. My directional lights, always. Anytime I'm turning, even if I am turning out of my own driveway, I always blink always. And clearly not everyone does that. I also always wear my seatbelt. My car may have old coffee cups bouncing around in it or sand on the seats or bird poop all over the windshield, but I always blink and I always wear a seatbelt. Some of you would never drive unless it was to an emergency room without getting bird poop off your car because that's your minimum baseline. Unless lives are at stake, the car is clean. And we all know people who have all kinds of different but certain standards. For example, there are people who choose never to drink alcohol. And then there are people who drink alcohol, but never before, say, 5 p.m. Or they drink wine, but never spirits or never tequila. 
Those are some examples of minimum baselines. There are people who eat dessert every night at dinner, but they always share it with someone. They never finish an entire serving. Or some people smoke one cigarette per week or one pack per week or two packs per week, but never more than that. That becomes something they notice as, no, that's not acceptable. In our world, in the plant-based world, there are people who will not eat any animal products, but do still wear leather or wool or silk. And there are some people who consider themselves vegan and eat oysters or some other kinds of shellfish. And there are some others who don't consider themselves vegan at all, but will not eat pork or veal or maybe octopus because those are their minimum baselines. And most of us have some, in fact, I would say all of us have some sort of minimum baseline. And you might call it a standard or a line in the sand. What are yours? Can you think of some? Some people go to church every single week unless they're on vacation. Or they always read a page before bed. Or they always return phone calls or email within 24 hours or by Monday if it comes in at the end of the day Friday. Or some people do one push-up every single morning. Get the idea? So a minimum baseline is not, it's not what you aspire to. But it is the bare minimum and it is the situation that you decide for yourself that when you don't do that, you feel like, no, no, things are not right. Things are not in control. You're not comfortable with how things are going. A lot of arguments start because we have these minimum baselines that seem so obvious to us, but for someone else, they're completely irrelevant. Now, this is a concept and it's a tool that can help us when we're trying to incorporate some sort of new habit or change in our lives. And I start this by trying to illustrate that we all have these different sorts of minimum baselines, some sort of line in the sand, so that you know that they are not just intrinsic to you. Along the way, they were a choice. Now, when I was growing up, my mother never left the house without lipstick on. That was her bare minimum standard of how she would leave the house and be in public. And that would only be broken in the most irregular circumstances, if at all. So when there is a something we think we want in our lives that requires a new behavior or action or habit, and yet And yet as much as we say we want it, we find ourselves simply not following through. This is the time to consider setting a minimum baseline. There's a marvelous running coach, uh, life coach Jill Angie, and she encourages all sorts of minimum baselines. And the trick is they need to be minimal, really, really minimal, so minimal that there's no danger in it seeming too challenging or too daunting. For example, if you want to run and you aren't running currently, and you set a goal to run one mile three times a week, and you still aren't actually doing that, 
then that is not your minimum baseline. It might be the minimum for fitness or challenge or speed work or endurance, but it's not your minimum baseline for accomplishment. In fact, your baseline might just be putting on your running shoes and walking to the corner or the mailbox, or maybe even just putting on your running shoes in the morning. Yeah, you might do more and you are certainly welcome to do more. But once you set your minimum baseline, once you say put on your running shoes or do whatever it is you've decided You are now in full compliance. You did what you said you would do. Because this is the thing. When we're having trouble doing the things we want, we can really start to lose trust in ourselves, in our integrity. And the point is always less to change how you run or what you eat or how much you write or how well you've studied Spanish verbs or balanced your checkbook. The more important thing is how you show up to your own commitments. Just for the sake of honoring your commitment to yourself. Because the thing is that a minimum baseline is so easy to do that it's also very easy not to do. Because what's going to happen, right? Your brain will say, Not that it's too much or too hard, but, well, that doesn't matter. And that won't make any difference. And I won't lose any weight by eating one stick of celery today. And I won't get fit by lacing up running shoes. I won't gain any muscle definition or strength today by doing one push-up or one squat. Right? Your brain will start arguing and saying, well, the minimum baseline is not going to result in you becoming plant-based today or even this week or finishing your book this month or learning Spanish or cleaning your house, right? But by this practice, we are helping ourselves to change our thoughts and feelings about that activity that is eluding us. And we're creating a cycle that is about decision-making and follow-through creating a container for the action that we would like to adopt to occur in. Am I making myself clear? I don't know. So if you're someone, for example, who would like to be eating plant-based more often, then there are dozens of ways I've seen my clients use the minimum baseline, but it depends on where exactly things are currently not working. Because I've spoken with people who really do not want to eat animal products, but they don't really eat vegetables. They don't have a taste for vegetables and fruits and whole grains. And this is a surprisingly common problem. Maybe because mothers, like myself, forced them to eat three frozen peas in childhood. Or maybe because they didn't. I'm not sure. You know, I've heard previous podcast guest Sid Garza-Hillman suggest to his small steppers that folks who don't eat vegetables routinely go out and buy a head of celery and eat one stalk of celery each day because celery is pretty cheap and it doesn't go bad very quickly and it's inoffensive tasting 
and I guess you could always put a little peanut butter on it, but mostly, in a few days, if you follow through with a stalk or even a bite of celery every day, you start becoming someone who eats vegetables. Some of us have rules like one meal includes a salad every day. Or some of us, definitely not me, introduce a smoothie or a green drink every morning or once a week or on the way to work. In the very beginning of my decision to eat vegan, I made sure that I had frozen vegan foods. A lot of them were by the company Amy's. And I had Dr. Prager's and other vegan burgers. Was that how I aspired to eat? No, but it made it easy to eat something that was in line with my decision to eat vegan every day, even on those occasions when I was very unprepared or feeling overwhelmed or somehow confused about what to eat or had thought I would be able to try a brand new recipe from a vegan cookbook and just didn't have it together. We've talked about that before. When we are feeling these emotions like overwhelm, confusion, unprepared, unready, we tend to take actions and make decisions that are not very aligned with our aspirations, not aligned with who we want to be. And a minimum baseline helps so much in these situations in particular because it is the answer to fill in the blank. At the very least, I always fill in the blank. At the very least, I always have a salad, eat a stalk of celery, try a vegan meal once a month, use vegan bacon on sandwiches, but maybe not for breakfast, pull out a veggie burger or a vegan frozen dinner. At the very least, I mix some brown rice in with my white rice, or I drink eight ounces of water before every meal, or I replace cow milk with oat milk when I'm at the office, or I eat three frozen peas. And I don't mean all of these. I mean one, because if you or someone you love is having trouble moving towards a vegan or a plant-based lifestyle, it's usually because we have so many default decisions, so many actions and choices on repeat that interrupting them all is just too overwhelming. When we're feeling stuck or like we can't follow through and we're feeling discouraged, the minimum baseline is so much help. Because if we can overcome that brain chatter that says, no, no, that's not enough, or, well, that won't make any real difference, or what difference? That's just the tip of the iceberg. Because if someone you love is having difficulty moving as fast as you would like toward plant-based vegan choices, consider not adding to that negative chatter. Because at Veg Your Best, we definitely challenge our clients to make big changes. But when those don't work well, we get curious and we look for the smallest thing, the minimum thing, the tiniest thing that can still move the game forward. And yes, why not? Why not call it a game? 
you're already perfect, you're already worthy. The reason to change something is because you want to. And at Veg Your Best, we want to help. So if eating plant-based or making a vegan choice is not your area of challenge, just remember that minimum baselines work in everything. Writing a book. Because if you're not writing now, don't tell me writing one sentence a day or one minute a day won't work. Just try it. Cleaning your house, balancing your checkbook, testing your blood sugar, or getting through your reading list, or your electronic medical records for your patients. If you're already not doing it consistently, then don't complain that two minutes a day is not enough. Give it a try. Let me know. Email me or DM me or leave a podcast review with your thoughts about where a minimum baseline could or would not work for you. I remember when my kids were little, one of the recommendations I had for them when they'd be overwhelmed by a paper or research project was just to go pull out the paperwork that they had, pull out either their books or their notes, pull out their laptop or their notebook, just pull it out, set it up on the desk, and nothing else, nothing else. What is the slogan, well begun is half done? Well, maybe not half done, but well begun allows your brain to stop pushing back against it and telling you, no, hit the snooze button. No, we'll just watch 20 more minutes of YouTubes or one more podcast, right? We need to cut through that resistance. Right now, I have a 35-pound kettlebell sitting here on the floor in my office. And every day, I promise myself to lift the kettlebell. Now, usually I do a couple squats or some arm lifts, then a push-up. I could do whatever I want as long as I lift the kettlebell one time. I'm coming back from a shoulder injury and I want to get some of my strength back. Is that enough to come back completely? No, but it's enough to remind myself that I am someone who cares about strength training. How do you know your minimum baseline is the right one? Well, you do it. If you do it every time, that's the correct one. But if my goal was to do a 15-minute kettlebell routine three times a week, well, that is just not happening right now. But I do want to challenge myself a bit in the meantime. So lifting the kettlebell one time per day is so far working great. I do it because I said that I would. And I make sure to be super proud of myself every single time. Woohoo, yay me, I lifted the kettlebell today just like I said I would. And that's between me and me. Okay, you too now, because I'm encouraging you to create some private wins. Because it's all too easy to pile on the shame shawls when I don't do my full workout three times a week. I would love it 
if you would send in some of the minimum baselines that you have used or that you're deciding to try or some you've used in the past a long time ago and might want to trot back out. If you do this, really, it'll change your life. Okay, and before I go, I'm going to leave you with a question that I offered my client this morning who is complaining about her schedule. Question, what's one activity you could reduce by half and still get the desired results? To make progress on the things that matter most to us, we also want to know where we're trying to do too much. Even when those are good things, right things, things we're proud of. I'll repeat the question. What's one activity you could reduce by half and still get the desired results? Okay, kids, my voice is fading. This week is my birthday, and then we have a wedding. My brilliant and beautiful daughter is getting married to a fabulous man. And you know, I was very, very blessed to have wonderful children, but what I never expected was that they would each bring me someone I would respect so much, each bring me someone I would love so much in the form of a son-in-law or daughter-in-law. Blay, Irene, and now Matt, my new son-in-law, well, we couldn't be happier to have you. Okay. I'm not crying. You're crying. Go out there, people. Love each other. Start by loving yourselves. And I love being able to work with people in these areas that sometimes bedevil them. So if you're struggling, if you're feeling overwhelmed, I love you. There's nothing wrong with you. You can do whatever you think you want to do. If it's important to you, it's important to me that you do it. And maybe that means starting small, outsmarting that perfectionist brain and that critical inner voice. Set a minimum baseline for yourself, whatever that is for you. Maybe three frozen green baby peas. Let me know how it goes. Veg Your Best podcast production, music, and editing by Charlie Weinshank. Thanks, Charlie. Before you go, it would mean so much to me and the Veg Your Best team if you would hit subscribe, leave us a five-star review, or share with someone you think might be interested. Something about algorithms, it helps bump us up a little in the rankings, and that's the best way to help others find the podcast and for us to find our audience. So until next week, make it easy and veg your best.